Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10. We are finally in double digits. Hola. Here she is. <laughs> She's arrived. Spanish senorita. I don't know why I'm a senorita today. What are you doing? I don't even know. Yeah, so you're with Sophie and hey. you're with me, Laura, for today's podcast. Number 10. Whoop, 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 whoop. So what have we got today? So say, tell us about it, Sophie. Tell us about it. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Sorry, guys. Uh, so yeah, we have, all, as always, got an amazing episode lined up for all our fashionemics bands. So we have an amazing guest. Lucy Chetwin from Pretty Little Thing. We love Lucy. Yeah, she works on the team at Pretty Little Thing um, who um, arrange, produce and promote the podcast at Pretty Little Thing. So it's really nice to speak to our uh, fellow podcasters. She also does um, lots of different social channels as well. She's very she's very busy, our Lucy, isn't she? Yes. Very busy. Yeah, and we're going to try and get an invite to Pretty Little Thing head office. I feel like we, we'd have a lovely time now with all the pink. And... It does look great, doesn't it? It looks so fun. It does. Um, and on that kind of note of kind of digital fashion, we're going to be talking about a craze, which I just don't get, which you'll find out more, all about virtual fashion. So buying things Madness. that don't Madness. exist. Or buying things for gaming avatars. I think this is showing our age, but um... yeah, we probably are. But it's going to be great to have some lovely, balanced views and different perspectives to understand what this craze is all about. So, welcome back to the podcast. Sophie's got a bee in her bonnet. <laughs> so, it's me again, Sophie Louise Johnson from the Fashionemics, with <laughs> something she just does not get. And I'm glad actually because we've had this, we've opened up this conversation on our Instagram just to get some views of some of our followers because I just don't get it. And we're going to talk today about buying virtual fashion. It's odd. It's odd it, to me. Yeah, Laura. Yeah, it is odd. Although we've had some really good comments from some of our listeners, so it's really been helpful to kind of balance the issue. Yeah, I don't out. feel between the two of us we're going to have a very good debate because I think we're both on the same team for this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think yeah. But we'll, we'll we'll go with it and we'll see where yeah, we get let's, to. Yeah, let's let's roll with it. Let's see. We've had a good conversation with um with producer Pete as well, um and yeah, there's just a few things. So I'm just going to start again. Be in my bonnet. Why would you pay money for nothing? I, know. I don't get. Like, was it the Gucci slippers or shoes? I they're like twenty dollars or something. And they they saw, how can something sold out that's not real? You're just giving away money. I just I just like don't what get do it. you do with like this is. I mean, the interest in virtual fashion has exploded because of the pandemic. Yes. Because people are exploring ways, apparently, of dressing their avatars. I don't, I don't have an avatar. Do you have an avatar? I don't know. Is there a place? So. <laughs> is there a place where you get like? Well, I know there's the Fortnite thing. Um, yes. Because Annette that we work with, she says that she's always buying skins for her oh, son, isn't she? But I think skins are like packs of stuff, aren't they? I don't well, even no, know. No, I think it's outfits. Oh, I think it's it? outfits, but it's. It's allowing people to act out their um, virtual self, virtual fantasy of how they would like to look and dress. You see, now I kind of get that to a degree because that's always kind of been there then. And I think there has been this explosion. Like some of my students this year, when they were doing the dissertations, have done, and they've taught, I didn't know what Animal Crossing was. So thank you, Alice, <laughs> for, and Georgia, for telling me what Animal Crossing was. So I hadn't heard about it, but apparently Animal Crossing is something that's absolutely. It is a huge, and um, I think, um, I can't remember what brand it was. It might be Machino, or it was a brand that's collaborated with oh. Animal Crossing during the pandemic, so people were buying that outfit. And I kind of get that. Like, I get 
I don't because I'm not a gamer, but if you're a gamer and you play stuff and you can buy virtual fashion for your avatar, fine, but surely not at the price of $20, okay? What's $20? Yeah, but that's you... just for a pair of shoes. Imagine, like, the full outfit. But I don't think these Gucci ones for, were for an avatar or a gaming thing. I think they were just... just... I, don't I, I mean, I could it. be wrong there. Someone correct me after the podcast. But it's an interplay between digital technology and couture. So there is that sense that it's allowing people to access couture that maybe they weren't able to access before. But they still can't access it because it doesn't Because it's not a thing. No, I know. <laughs> they can't touch it. I, I can't, like I said, I get it. If, if you buy something and put it on an avatar, at least you can see it and you've, you've brought that product. Yeah. But if you're just going to buy a piece of virtual fashion for, for no reason, I don't understand. I think it's the whole thing of like, well, I don't know this, but is it the whole thing of like, oh, I can wear designer on the gram, I can wear these virtual outfits? Because I have seen people putting it on Instagram of like wearing an outfit that is virtual but for me you know I've been wearing joggers throughout lockdown I, I haven't got it in me to think about what I'm virtually going to wear it's bad enough <laughs> thinking about what I'm going to wear going to work and putting makeup and heels on oh that is I haven't so, got it in so me true. have you seen though oh, I can't, I'm trying to scroll from Instagram now to find her the um there is now like a virtual yeah. influencer yeah that's terrifying and it's actually I mean, one of my students again told me about this thank god for my students feeding me with all this stuff um and like i followed uh, i forgot what her name is um and she is a virtual influencer she's got a ridiculous amount of followers i know exactly who you mean she's got brown hair and like a little fringe yes she? she's been around for a couple of years you know oh, you see, but the thing that gets me is who there is going to be a human controlling that virtual influencer yeah. you know but i kind of get that as well because it's kind of it's the same way anyone uses social media to show their best selves or whatever or to yeah. Yeah. Be another person, so I kind of get that person controlling that, and I, I, I kind of find that quite cool. But but maybe that's where the market is for virtual fashion. I don't know. I think it is naturally for the younger generation, oh. um, which is making me think that I'm I'm past it. But we actually had an interesting conversation at work today about inclusive language, for example, like abbreviations that the younger generation are starting to use, like the lingo. I think it's probably really old that I'm saying lingo. Um, but like POS for me means point of sale, yes, like absolutely. a marketing terminology. Oh, what, what the hell does it but mean? But POS to... actually means parents over shoulder. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if the message... So like when something. Ian's over my shoulder? Yeah, he's like, POS. Um, but you've got like peng. You know, a lot of our students say peng. Oh, is that not that word? But the new one, oh. the new one, oh, Pete's very interested. He's a lot younger than us. But the new one is chuggy. Sorry? So it's used to describe <laughs> someone or something that's outdated or trying too hard. Are like, oh my God, you're so chuggy. But chuggy. I even feel like an idiot saying the word chuggy. Like, I can't do it. Aww. But yeah. So I definitely feel like the whole digital fashion thing is a generational thing. One that I'm not too bothered about being a part of. But I do think about how do you want to represent yourself from a digital or virtual space? So we're always telling our students to have that that online presence about being professional have it's an kind of account about your work doing it. is it is it could that could yeah could it be that you don't do an instagram account to promote your portfolio your work but you do a a virtual one of an, yourself a, an avatar but i would get to... that i would get buying clothes for an avatar but not a, a you know if it was like gonna cost me like two dollars but imagine if you went to an interview and it wasn't you that went to an interview it was your virtual <gasps> so that, self that would be pretty cool <laughs> that would be pretty cool <laughs> But yeah, it just scares me. I mean, Elle posted a recent article about this and said that by selling a digital collection at £15 an item, you are styling yourself without leaving a negative carbon footprint. Uh -huh. So I'm kind of on board with the whole yeah. carbon footprint thing. But at the same time, I'm not getting anything. No. You know, I'm sat at home 
in my comfies. I don't want to be head to toe in, in Gucci. For what? For who? who's seeing this? Yeah, you know, one of our students did an, an amazing project, Jess, um, for her third year, and she was put forward for Graduate Fashion Week. And it was all about using digital avatars and digital fashion in order to almost um, try it out before it gets produced or... That I don't mind. Purged. I think, yeah, I think that having that sustainability element, I do really get. And I think um, we had another conversation with one of our followers who had said it, it's, you know, in terms of the environment and sustainability, it's going to make a huge impact. But my main concern is because I think, yes, we've, we've what are we, Chugi? Chugi. We're Chugi. Um, and obviously <laughs> I'm, I got from a lot of the comments from our listeners on, on Instagram that it is for a younger demographic. Uh, you know, demographic. My problem with this is this opens up a whole other conversation for me with virtual fashion. Is if it's aimed at younger, I'm thinking about our students. I've got student loans, working part time. It's aimed at those kind of um, that kind of younger demographic. They're they're spending money potentially twenty quid on a pair of invisible virtual Gucci slippers and this that and the other. Could people get into debt for virtual fashion? Quite, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, I'm sure they if, you're, if you're into gamification, that kind of thing, sure it's going to get quite addictive. So you know, some people that maybe get into debt or have finance or whatever it might be, nine times out of ten, they've got something to show for it. You know, my yeah. car's on finance, so I don't mind saying that. Um, so you know, officially, I am in debt to a, a car leasing credit company, whatever it might be. But that car's a necessity to get yeah, to work but, to earn your but money. But if someone looks at my credit report and goes, "Oh, you've got how much on finance?" I've got a car sat on my drive that I get to yeah, work with. Yeah. But if someone's, imagine absolutely spending your student loan or spending, you know, beyond your means and you'll go, but I've got these virtual Gucci slippers to show for, which I can't even put on my feet. But that if you let me turn me. on my laptop, I can show you what they look like. Yes. But I can't right now because they're not real. <laughs> and, and that bothers me. I don't know if it is that younger demographic. Yeah. That scares me that people are going to maybe get addicted to buying things, and you know, oh, I've heard you've heard all the, the horror stories of you know young guns on um, on game consoles, and um, you know the credit cards and stuff being being connected, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> these skins, these a avatars. member of the family, I hope she might won't mind me saying, had, had realised had got uh, through on the bar- Barclays bank statement that her. Um, and I'd just been buying these skins yeah. that it was on Fortnite. And there was it's we're talking terrifying. thousands went out the account. I mean, when we were younger, we used to have Sims and we used to be able to like dress them and build yeah, a house and blah, blah, blah. Well, Machino recently did a collection, they did, yes. which was Sims inspired. Uh, yes, and they even had the little... Crossing, it, was, it was Sims. They yeah. had the little green diamond printed swimsuit. So we're, we're really starting to see whether it's the nostalgia coming back or, yeah. you know, bringing it old and new. But some brands are even doing like digital drop-offs wow. of collections. So, you know, like exclusive. But to me, where does that end? Yeah. Like what's going to happen? For me, it's like what will people wear out for dinner? Oh, sorry, I've got a brilliant wardrobe online, but I've got naffle to wear out for drinks with my friends. Like, yeah. what are we going to be wearing? Well, maybe we... people are going to be sitting going out for their friends through Sims and Animal Crossing as opposed to actually going out with it's people. Just, it's just weird. It's just so weird. But I also saw that you can now do a master's in virtual fashion. I can't what? remember which, which university it was. Oh, my God, I'd love to speak to the person that wrote that. Yeah, I would as well. If you know, we should definitely get them on because it'd be interesting to be like, well, what research have you done? They've obviously done research to understand that this is ever growing market, and this yeah. is this is going to be huge, which is which is fine. But you can also do a flipping masters or a degree in like Coronation Street or something. You know, it's there's loads of different things, but it would be really interesting to understand why this is such a you know a growing thing. Um, but for me, the debt does scare me. Are we going to be spending money virtually on clothes, on real clothes? 
everything's going to be, you know, finance up to your eyeballs and all these different types of loans and debts and blah, blah, blah. That, that, that is our, I guess, that's our drive in life is to have yeah. all these virtual designer clothes. And it's just not really like, something I want to be a part maybe of. Maybe it could work. Maybe there's a brand out there that already does this. So this is a shout out to the listeners. And if you think of someone or you know someone doing it, maybe it could be that you buy the product virtually, but then you already receive it. As, as well, maybe I'll go on and yeah, I'm that's on nice. The Sims and they've collaborated with, uh, I don't know, Primark. Of course, I'm saying Primark is my example. And I go on and my Sims avatar buys this lovely little play suit from Primark. And then five days later, I've really picked the wrong retail now because Primark aren't online. Five days later in the post, I get it so I can match my avatar. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So but maybe that's... maybe that's where we could go. Maybe again, let's, let's, let's copyright that. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> but it's also quite a nice way in terms of, I guess I could see the luxury retailers doing that where. You know, you see a couture dress on the catwalk, you want it, you try it on virtually and they send it you. That's quite nice. Yes. Having that still, that physical element that comes with it so you actually have something from yeah. that brand. And it will show what it looks like on your body so it almost does your measurements. Yeah, it'd be, again, it'd be amazing for fitting. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if, if your avatar could represent exactly your sizing and things like that, yep. then maybe that could help with the whole sizing industry. The wedding market. Imagine <gasps> virtual wedding dresses to find out your style before you book a consultation in store. That's a great idea. You know, so all those different I feel things. Like it's got, I feel like it's... I know I've kind of started on a negative note of it, and I feel like... It's got legs in places that haven't been explored yet. Like yeah. we've but I think that's the point in why why it's it's growing so rapidly because there's so many legs to this, and I think we're only just touching the surface. Yeah, it's so new, isn't it? It's so so new, and there's a lot to understand about it. It's a whole new, new market, and again, it's not really. Um, someone said to me, "It's definitely not your market, so." So someone that definitely, <laughs> as someone maybe that doesn't buy into luxury and wouldn't anyway, you know. Um, but you know, lots of people are really interested in it, and we can see the the potential. We just, I suppose, like we've just our business brains are just going. Yeah, and maybe we're we're, we're a little bit ignorant to it at the moment because it's all so new. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how this grows. I think in the the article that I read with Elle, it was saying, you know, it's not going to be imminent, this exploding. It's going to be in the next five, ten years where it's really going to be a part of our everyday lives. But I simply could not imagine explaining this to my grandparents. No, I think Fashademics episode 542,000 <laughs> in the year 2040, we'll, we'll have a look at where, where it's got us. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it'd be really interesting to talk we about. We might be wearing a virtual outfit on our Instagram. But would that mean we're naked? Laura's <laughs> looking at me. I, I, uh, uh, imagine me just walking into the studio fully naked, but it's okay. I've got my virtual... Pete would have a field <laughs> I've got my virtual whatever jumper on, but I haven't. <laughs> I do wonder if it's a little bit like, you know, I reckon people, maybe not influencers, but people that would like to be an influencer, get themselves into a certain amount of debt because they're trying to, to create content for their feed quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen digitally yeah, as well. Imagine. Imagine returning something. I've just suddenly had this old vision oh, of buying something virtually and then going, don't fit, don't like it. <laughs> don't don't like it, Bob. Can I return it? How do refunds work for That's virtual a very fashion? Good point. Maybe you can't return it because what are you returning? So you would be stuffed. Imagine if Zara was virtual oh, and you'd spent your, your, your 200, 300 quid a month on your, on your virtual Zara. Oh, don't spend that much, but I mean, my return rate is insane. I... But maybe that's going to be a good thing for the industry. Maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah, return rates would significantly. Yeah. But no, they wouldn't, though, because it's not a thing. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> We're a forgetting product. the point. We're forgetting the point. 
It doesn't exist. I mean, if I could, if, if Zara could scan my body and upload me virtually to their website and then I could just drop things on my body to try on, that would be great. Yeah. But if they then just send me an email saying, your dresses and jeans are in your inbox. And then that's all I get. <laughs> Enjoy your email. Yeah, it's, it just makes sense. Exactly. I think, it, yeah, it has, like, it's oh, it's, it's going to help with sizing. It's going to help with sustainability. Waste management. Waste management, all these things. But in terms of actually owning nothing with, you know, I posted on our Instagram the other day that I literally typed in virtual fashion shops because uh, I can't really find any mainstream retailers that are doing it quite yet um and i read an article and i went to a website i can't remember what it was now and i just picked the first thing and it was like this crazy couture dress that you'll probably see on the catwalk but it was obviously virtual virtual and it was still 50 dollars. yeah and i posted it's who wild. would buy this and not many people said yeah. yes but when people say this is why the high street is dying this is why we're going to have no town center it's four things like this yeah um how are we going to adapt how is this going to affect the older generation Absolutely. Like some people don't even like using bank cards. They like to handle cash. When I went away the weekend, I tried to pay for my meal with cash and they wouldn't accept it. They said, sorry, we can't have it, obviously because of COVID. But that just shows how times are changing. I don't think we're really going to go back to cash. I think we could be a cashless society. Yeah, I think that's been a long time coming. Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, very interesting. We'll uh, we'll have to keep a look at. And if we're not optimistic, our... guys. No, we're not. But you know what? What we are always wanting to do is hear the views yeah. uh, of our listeners. So if Educate any of you, us. Yeah, educate us, absolutely. Um, you know, we work in education, that's what we love. So if any of our listeners hit, listen to this podcast right now and think, actually, oh, I've bought this and I've got this usage, usage, that usage out of it, can't speak, um, or you work for a company that's producing yeah. some digital fashion, you want to have a chat, please do it because, you know, we like to have really balanced views. We like people's perspective and we always welcome it. So please just get in touch with us. Welcome today to Lucy Chetwin, who is a very special guest from one of my favourite brands. So I'm very jealous of her job. It's amazing uh, working at Pretty Little Thing. But you also work on the podcast for Pretty Little Thing, which is really cool. So thank you so much for taking some time out today to hear from um, a lovely podcast friend and someone that's working in the fashion industry. So welcome on the Fashion Demic Loose. Hi, Lucy. Thanks so much. Hi, guys. That's okay. We love it. We love, we feel that in the podcast world, we need to be um, supportive of each other and big each other up. And I think it's really important to talk about it. We love that. So, um, so first of all, just tell us and our listeners a little bit about your career, uh, what it's like to work at Pretty Little Thing, what you get up to. Yeah, so it's been um, a bit of a crazy time, to be honest. So I started at PLT just before the second lockdown, so just before Christmas. Um, and then for the first six months, I was working from home. But then recently, we have been allowed into office a lot more, like it's freed up a lot more. Um, but yeah, basically, I look after all the Middle East platforms, France, Facebook, and then everything to do with podcasts. Wow. So podcast is definitely my main job role. So that includes like booking talent, developing episode ideas, reviewing audio, choosing the best soundbites for socials. There is a lot that goes into a podcast, as I'm sure you guys are aware. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we have a really close and like collaborative team. So it's not like you're on your own and you're left just to your channel. Yeah. Like we always share ideas and we just want the best for each channel. Um, and yeah, we just want to be the best of the best. 
There seems really? to be a really like exciting culture. Like obviously we follow mm. you on social media and you're constantly, you know, doing stuff at head office and having fun and going out. And there seems to like I feel like pretty little thing, there seems to be this really lovely culture of working. It there. looks really a really yeah. fun place to work. It's yes. very pink. It's very, very Instagrammable. <laughs> it very. Isn't it? How many people um, work at Pretty Little Thing then? So there's about there's over eight hundred, I think. I'm 825 wow, we get a number I love that. <laughs> yeah you do so we um we have like work competitions and basically if your number gets chosen then you get to win whatever they're doing on the day I love um, that but yeah it is it's a really amazing place to work like everyone is just so friendly like I was kind of scared to start because Obviously, working in fashion, you get this like stereotype that it's going to be really bitchy. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Not, it's not going to be a nice place to work. But honestly, it's the best place. Oh, that's so to work. good. I mean, after the pandemic, imagine how good your Christmas parties are going to be. Oh, it's going to be so. Well, I've seen, I've seen the parties previously. Didn't you have like a shanty? If you, I know, obviously, you weren't working there. I'm sure like a shanty performed. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Honestly, we've had Jayla, we've <gasps> had some amazing, Stop. amazing people. <gasps> I feel sick. I am so excited. You don't understand. Wow. I'm so excited. Right, Luce, it's your job now to get us on the guest list for a pretty little thing Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try, guys. I'll try. I was get us in as OAPs. I feel like we're too old. <laughs> <laughs> on really now. Oh no, oh. don't be silly. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, the podcast is hugely successful. Oh. Do you think that podcasts are a great new like social media alternative? Um, you know, like to create a community, bring people together. And I'm sure like the reason why you're doing it is to boost engagement, you know, about the brand and talk more about the brand. So um tell us a little bit more about the podcast. Yeah, 100%. So I think we started in 2019. Obviously, I wasn't in the business back yeah. then. Um, but I actually used to keep up watching the podcast weekly. And um, so it's just absolutely unreal that I'm actually working on it now and like developing ideas and stuff like that. It's just an absolute dream. But yeah, it's basically just a great way of building a closer community. And I think mm. PLT, like we all want to make people feel inclusive and really feel a part of our brand. So that's partly also why we created the new Instagram for the podcast. Because yes. um, it just gives us the opportunity to actually interact and really connect yeah. with our fans. Building but, that um, brand. I base, think as well, it? yeah, 100%. I think on our main channel now, we have 15 mil. So it's kind of hard <sighs> to interact with so many different people. Whereas on our podcast Instagram, it's a lot smaller. Um, we actually have the time to reply back to all the comments yeah. and actually speak to our fans of the podcast. I think, I think yeah, that I builds think... a brand as well, is being able to have that. Yeah, like, 100%. We were talking earlier about client services, you know, on the previous podcast. But I think it's really good to have that customer service, but in like a friendly chit-chatty way, because it just yeah, brings that kind definitely. of like humanizes the brand so much more. So we love that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and I think obviously a podcast is such a good platform to have honest conversations about yeah. so many different topics. And I think we're the only brand really that's had a podcast going and like kept it up to date with current topics and trends. And it just really is an amazing way to like build a closer community. Yeah. Do you feel like you can talk about controversial things or is it very much brand focused? I think. Well, recently we've definitely touched upon a few different issues, but obviously as a brand, we do have to be wary exactly what yeah. we touch up, up, up upon. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I follow and, and I do listen. And I remember when you interviewed Rem Kemp, um, oh, which yeah, was amazing. Episode, and yeah. that programme. Oh, my gosh. And I, I love it because, um, like, like Laura said, it's not there is like those issues that you're talking about and a lot of the people yeah. that you get on and influencers and you know, the talent, as you say, that you book on, talk about these other things. And, again, mm. it humanises pretty little things for me. Yeah, yeah and, same, um, same. And makes it, like, really, um, like... In, personal personal that's the word like human and you know and Natalie's just amazing and I know obviously there's Natalie that presents it and then you've got yourselves yeah. as a teamwork and I hear you've even got your own producer Pete we have really? it's actually Pete it's um sound man Pete but he's still part of our production sound team. man Pete we love that yeah that's when you know it's a good podcast if you've got a Pete you know? <laughs> yeah we honestly we love him like he's freelance but whenever he comes we just absolutely love him wow. oh I know well, yes it's too we love him um, but yeah Nat's absolutely amazing like she's such a good host she's so confident and she just smashes it every single week she does she does you know what I just I love watching her faces I'm gonna sound like a real creep I'm sorry Natalie but I <laughs> she's really you can see she's so involved and so engaged and just from the way really she's passionate. like looking and um, because obviously you film yours as well don't you so you actually yeah, you do, have that yeah. you know maybe I mean I wouldn't do a film of what I'm, I mean did you see them today I, I mean yeah yeah <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually on annual leave today and when I got in Sophie's car when she picked me up she's like oh you've got the annual leave look which basically oh, means, no. you look like a tramp you... I said glow I said annual leave glow um but yeah that's so funny um but yeah I mean I just think it's amazing and I'm, I'm doing my PhD at the moment um I think I've dropped that in on a few episodes have you <laughs> but it, it, you guys are doing <laughs> yeah Pete's laughing you guys are doing exactly what the opposite of what I'm investigating in terms of that being a good thing so I'm looking at how brands that don't have that community and don't have that online engagement suffer in times of crisis and how yeah. you're doing the complete opposite, which is amazing. So I look to you, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all these brands like Everlane and all these brands that have really suffered um, it, kind yeah. of in the pandemic. And I look at a brand like PLT as a brand that I shop with as well, although I'm starting to feel like I'm a little bit old for PLT, but now I'm going <laughs> to oh, keep going. you're definitely not. Am don't I not? you definitely yes. not. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> you made a day. Yes, you have made my day. Thank you. Um, and I, you're, you're just doing the counter-opposite, and I think that's what's so important. It's what, why, you know, brands like yours just flourish because they really yeah. understand and connect. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and you give... You give value beyond a product, so it's not for. I don't know. You know, I'm rambling now. Sorry, this is your interview, and I'm rambling. But I feel like if I buy something, no, I, no, it's fine. I buy something. It's not just about the product. I'm buying into that yeah. brand and and that really inclusive, lovely brand. But I think it's interesting because Pretty Little Thing is a low price point product, but yet they connect with their consumer and put so much money and value, like they said, in connecting yeah. with people. But then, as we spoke on the previous podcast about luxury. You haven't got that that client service. You you couldn't just message, um, I don't know, Chanel or Prada and just say, hey, you know, love, <laughs> love what you've just done. Know, but you could yeah. do that. You'd <laughs> never ever get a reply. But you can. I think that's I what know. makes you guys so successful. Is is that connection? I think that's why you guys have thrived in the pandemic rather than you know sunk. You've yeah, done so, that's so the well. thing. Like. Um, at PLT we don't just want to be a brand like we want to be your best friend you yeah. know what I mean we want to be there to look after you for every occasion and I think that's why like we do so many competitions like we just want to give back to obviously our like consumers and we do we just want to give back it's not really about being a brand and just taking money it's all yeah. about like building this community and getting connections with obviously our audience 
Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. So you also, obviously, you, your main focus of your, of your role is the podcast, which we absolutely love. So you said that yeah. you, you you obviously manage other, uh, other elements of uh, the social media platforms. And so did you say you um, manage the Middle East platforms? Yeah, wow. so um, we launched in the Middle East, I think it's coming up to a year now. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been looking after that for about eight months and... It's just a completely different audience. Like, I've really had to do my research and, yeah, um, imagine. like, yeah, I've completely had to do my research into a completely new audience. And, like, what we might be selling on site is completely different to what we're selling over in the Middle East. Mm. Um, I've had to work with, like, different influencers and just create completely different content. And, yeah, it's been a challenge, but it's been absolutely amazing. Like, I've loved that. Even when on my first day, like I was given this huge channel, um, and yeah, I've just loved building it to what it is now. I think now we've gained since I started, we've gained maybe over two hundred k. Wow, on our me and a channel, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and then I look after France as well, which is another nice little um that must be mad though like almost jumping from different cultures and different content yeah. throughout your day and having that audience yeah. <laughs> perspective that's incredible Luce. It, it's crazy and it is a lot but I wouldn't change it like I just I love it so much you know like I'm I'm building my skills like I, I obviously wanted to work at PLT for so long and you'd assume like you want to work on the main channel but I'm so glad that I've kind of got yeah. these second channels but also I've got the podcast which is such a huge thing in itself um but yeah I'm just I'm so excited for like COVID to be over and we can actually start having these parties and <laughs> at the minute, obviously <laughs> obviously at the minute we're doing podcast remote and oh, wow so see, we that's hard had any yeah you can't see people's well yeah. you guys film it don't you but for me and Sophie yeah. we come into studio to do it so we can bounce off each other and almost we can we can see how one person is feeling about what one person has said, and it's just you yeah. see Laura rolling her eyes at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> oh, you sound so happy in what you're doing. It just sounds amazing. It so does. you know, PLT, keep doing what you're doing. It sounds it's like just a great, great place to work. It does. It's an absolute dream, guys. Honestly, I'm going to try and get you both into the HQ. <gasps> you need to come and oh, have a Oh, we'd love Please, a little tour. Please, Fashademics visit. I would love that. The OAPs <laughs> would love a tour. Oh, behave. You are not on the <laughs> <laughs> We love you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for thank taking you, some Lucy. time out today to talk to us about, about PLT and podcasts. And we will keep listening. We will tag in our show notes, um, you know, behind closed doors, um, yourself, Natalie. Um, and yeah, just keep doing what what you're doing keep you know humanizing the brand and um, being really inclusive we just absolutely love it thank you so much for joining us thanks so much guys thanks Lucy. Cheers, bye. Bye. okay so our like to know today is the wonderful sarah jane pike who owns the brand made by sjp i mean first of all that it's sjp i'm just like yes sarah jane Literally, so it kind of inspired a whole Sex in the City conversation. Didn't it? Yeah. Well, it was definitely a bit of a, a Carrie slash Charlotte, and I definitely am Miranda slash Samantha. Miranda's my favourite. But that's a good and balance. Yeah. It's a, a great balance. balance. That's why we work. Yeah. That's why we work. Um, but back to uh, Made by SJP. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I came across uh, this brand in lockdown, but it actually only started in lockdown, which I think is just incredible. So many brands started in lockdown. That's what's amazing about it. So many brands have come from like areas of like passion and, yeah. and, and you know wanting to work for themselves, which is incredible. But I love dresses. I think I saw a couple of influencers or I saw it on, you know, like the search on your Instagram. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, those dresses are so beautiful. And I clicked on and I was like, wow. 
Um, and what she does is she uses recyclable material, um, but she often gets them from like charity shops, whether it's curtains or duvets, covers or anything like that. And I thought that is so unique. Yeah. Um, great in terms of like sustainability approach, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she basically is saying that her brand, like too much goes to landfill or mm-hmm. the whole fast fashion thing. Um, make It's kind of a bit like make doing mend, isn't it? Like you'd get rid of curtains or duvet covers or actually convert it into something. So Sarah makes these incredible dresses. And the thing that I like about the most is they're customizable. So you can go on the website, you can pick a length, whether it's a midi, a maxi or a mini. Um, you can customize the straps, whether it's spaghetti straps or there's this really Another cool spaghetti. one. They're like... Um, like scrunchies, you know, like when the straps all scrunched uh, up together. Yeah. It's so pretty. And that's the one that I pick. And then you can pick whether you have like a ruffle um, at the hem or not. So it's really personal to you. Um, another feature that I love about this brand is that you can send in the material and she will make you the dress. Ah, so you see, I quite like that because I think, you know, sometimes when you're shopping around, you see, you see like something, oh, I love that print. Yeah. I love that. And like for me, who has no making skills at all, I can't <laughs> sew a button, like literally... Yeah, I love that. I think that, that's what I'd find really exciting as part of her role, if you're going out and, like, finding stuff. Mm, yeah, and that's what I just think is just so unique. And I haven't seen a business model like this around. I mean, I'm sure there, there are some, but I haven't yeah. come across any. Um, but the, the thing that drew me to this was that it was so customisable and it's one-off pieces. So, you know, Sarah will go and hunt for these materials and then she'll do, like, a release online. And it's just one of each. Yeah. Um, and you customise that. Yes, it? exactly. And I think that's what makes it so special. I think it comes at a really nice time as well, um, where in the news this week, we've seen about, um, I mean, Amazon have been in the headlines for for destroying a lot of their stock and a lot of their things. And it's kind of filtered across to the fashion industry, looking at brands like H&M, about how much waste yes. um, waste goes out. And it's so refreshing to, mm. to hear of a brand that are, are looking... Uh, you know, that that wastage and where things, like you said, end up in charity shops or, or whatever and how we can bring that product back to life. Yeah. I mean, the price points start, I think, around £60. But again, it's completely customisable to you. But the thing that I love is that it's just gone on to her, you know, the rental. So you can actually rent her ah, dresses as well. That's amazing. Um, which I think is so much fun. Oh my God, I just I just really feel like this brand is going to take off. So, um, you know, well done, Sarah. I think it's fantastic. Um, she does say that orders take between three to six weeks, which I think is a pretty good turnaround yeah. for something that's customizable. Like, that's just great. And she makes it all herself. Um, I think her mum is involved in the business somehow, whether she helps source, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I think that makes it even more lovely and special that you've kind of got that kind of like family relationship. And that's in the what brand. people want from yes. brands nowadays. Again, it's going back to that term of humanization. Humanization. Yep. Humanizing yeah. a brand. Is that even a word? I'm making words up. Know. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, please make sure you check uh, Sarah's Instagram out. The handle is made by SJP and her website is made by SJP.com. So today we'd like to welcome the winner of our graduate guest slot. Um, completely chose at random and it just so happened to be one of our lovely students from BCU who is just graduating, Julia. Hi, Julia. Welcome. Hi. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Oh, no. Thanks for coming Great. on. And congratulations on winning the comp. Thank you. Um, we would love to know more about you. What are you interested in? Even where would you love to work? So, again, thank you very much for having me on here. Oh. It's an honour. Oh, bless you. And yeah. I'm very glad I won the competition. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, my name is Julia and I'm a recent graduate from the fashion business and promotion course that Sophie and Laura teach on, which Wee. I love and it was absolutely amazing. Not that I want to plug the course, but <laughs> it was more than I ever expected. Oh, definitely that's a nice thing more. to say. Yeah, it was definitely more than I ever expected. It was really, really fun. I met some amazing people and I had amazing lecturers as well. Which, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's a bit yeah, so now, now that I finished it about a month, <laughs> I finished it about a month ago and I'm now very much interested in going into social media marketing okay. and going into influencer marketing. And generally just into content creation. I would say I'm very much a creative person, definitely more than a businessy person. And just anything creative, anything where I can use my creativity and create content, whether it's for a website or marketing or for photography or for styling. I'm just really, really interested in anything where my creativity can really be used. Oh, well, you you had an amazing placement in your second year, didn't you? Um, with a creative did, agency. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I had a year-long internship with a marketing agency here in Birmingham. It was really, really fun. Of course, I had to do most of it online because of the pandemic. So Damn that kind pandemic. of yeah, but it was something I adapted to, and it was fine. Good. Uh, That's I great. Your CV as well. You know, you can actually show how adaptable yeah. you have been yeah. um, in the face of challenges and. And also, Julie, you had to fly back from Italy, didn't you? You were doing the Erasmus scheme for university. Oh God, yeah. yeah. So you were doing yeah, a semester a... in Italy and had to fly back. So oh, you yeah. are, you are literally that like was... crisis queen. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I did fly out there for technically a few months. I was meant to be there. But I was only there for a couple of weeks and then I had to come back oh, because you. the whole COVID thing, obviously it started in um, Milan. So I was really scared and I had to come back straight away. But then I came back to uni here and I was welcomed back very well. And that was really fun. And I did the events module and I carried on with the year as normal. But I also managed to get this internship and it was it was so fun. I got to work with so many big clients. I got to work on big briefs. I got to do some influencer marketing and influencer kits designs and it was just all I could have wanted for the uh yeah so yeah it was really really fun that's amazing it worked out in the yeah. end that's really fueled, fueled your dissertation so I was lucky enough to be your dissertation yes. too so wasn't I and obviously yes, you, you yeah. looked uh, you looked into influence marketing and so that's always been one of your passions yeah. hasn't it absolutely yeah I kind of I focused the past two years very much on social media and influence marketing so obviously throughout the internship I asked to do kind of social media stuff and I ran the social media channels and um, influencer um, marketing stuff. And then I also focused my whole last year on that as well, because it is my primary interest thing. It's definitely what I want to go into. That's amazing. So, yeah, I've put my whole life into that for the past year or so. Great. That's great. So you've got all this experience. You've got experience. You've got all your university work. It's all been around influencer marketing and social media, yes. which is a great portfolio of work to go into industry with. Yeah. If you could Absolutely, work yeah. anywhere, Julia, where would you want to work? Like, what's your dream company? Everyone's got that kind of like dream place, yes. haven't they? I think I would really like to work for ASOS. Oh, okay. Just because, yeah, because they're such, they're so broad with the brands they work with. Yeah. And it's, it's so diverse, isn't retailer. it? Like the... It's so diverse yeah. and it's constantly growing and it's an online retailer, which obviously I would say is the future of fashion. Yeah. So I think, sure. yeah, I think ASOS would be one of 
what would be up there, definitely. Right, guys, if you've got any ASOS employees <laughs> out there, I'm plugging Julia. You know, if you're looking for anybody in your digital content creation, she's your gal. Fabulous. So how can people contact you, Julia? Oh, good one, yes. Through LinkedIn, definitely. I would say um, most of the applications I've done so far have been through LinkedIn, and I'm on there every day. So, yeah, I would definitely say through LinkedIn. Or just through my Instagram. I have a portfolio Instagram that was done for my last module, the self-promotion module. Yeah, amazing. All my work is on there. So what's, yeah. what's your Instagram handle, just for our listeners? Um, it's Julia Pop underscore portfolio with two L's. Amazing. There we go. So very well done. We wish you all the best of luck. I'm sure you'll get snatched up by, um, by someone like ASOS. Um, so thank you for joining us and well done for being our competition winner. Thanks, Thank Julia. you so much. Thank it's you. been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in for episode 10 of The Fashion Demo. Double figures! Woohoo! Well, we had a... We didn't really have a debate on this one on the digital fashion. We're both on the same side, but it was interesting to um, discuss it and talk it out again. Please let us know your thoughts on our Instagram at Fashademics. Thank you so much the lovely, lovely Lucy at Pretty Little Thing. It was so interesting to learn more about the brand and her side of the role. And also for Sarah's brand made by SJP also check it out on instagram it's been absolutely fantastic really enjoyed nattering this one out with sophie oh, as always please please like subscribe and share on our instagram we really really love the support as always no next week oh my god i cannot wait to speak to this human being the fabulous joy julius who we found out um in the last week or so won the very first Black Excellence Award um, from Graduate Fashion Foundation. Yep. Absolutely incredible achievement. Everyone's talking about her and we are so lucky to be able She's to have be a chat with her. Yeah, so we, we feel really privileged to have the opportunity um, to chat to her to talk about Graduate Fashion Foundation and also to talk about uh, the amazing organisation that is We Are Face. We're also going to be talking about Nasty Girl's new collection as part of our Like to Know. So make sure you hit that download and subscribe button because you don't even have to think about it. We just land. We just land just there. in your just Spotify, there. Apple or in Amazon. In your ears. Yeah, we're, we're there. Happy Thursday. <laughs>